The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. John Bailey is a professional voice artist and the current narrator for Honest Trailers, and he's with us here today. How are you doing? I'm kind of like how I'm just current narrator. <laughs> yes. He can be replaced at any time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you need an understudy or something. <laughs> so what's it like to actually be a voice actor, first of all? Is it fun? I think it's fun. I mean, if you love creating characters and you love just having fun and you're really good with your voice and it's just yeah. something you really enjoy doing, yeah, it's absolutely uh, fun. Yeah. But if you're in it for the money, you're probably going to be very disappointed because yeah. most of the time there's no money there. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's an elite group of Illuminati voice actors that get most of the work <laughs> and the rest of us just kind of are the piranhas feasting off of the chicken carcass that gets thrown in the water during the Discovery Channel show. Yeah. And how did you first start to get interested in voice acting originally? Um, I heard Optimus Prime's voice when I was a kid. It wasn't in Transformers, but it was the same guy. Uh, it was Voltron, and we had we we were very new to having a television. I didn't we didn't yeah. get a TV in our house till I was close to ten years old. Um, it was just a poor family, you know. Yeah. Back then, TVs were not exactly expensive, and my parents were always like, "Whatever technology comes out, we'll wait till it makes it to a yard sale, and then we'll buy it." So uh, we <laughs> so a lot of garage sales. We got a lot of things that were like ten years behind. Everybody else was on PlayStation Two. Well, I get my first Atari twenty six hundred, so I'm pretty used to that kind of thing. Um, but I heard Voltron come on, uh, and Peter Collin, the voice of Optimus prime was doing the whole intro thing and uh, that one voice that just that blew my mind i mean it, yeah. it could it, it didn't hurt that it was voltron because voltron also had that cool like voltron defenders on the universe. You, know, <laughs> you know but that voltron you know that that just epicness i was like i don't i want to be whatever that is like one day that'd be so cool and that was just kind of the seed where it got planted and then when i heard him again in transformers i kind of got hooked on that show i started imitating all the i'd, I'd imitated voices before but it was only from sesame street and mr rogers because we really only had a public one public access to show with with kids shows on it yeah. it wasn't a lot of children's programming back then and that tv was only at grandmother's house so i didn't get to watch it very often um, but yeah, once Transformers got got there, I started imitating those voices and I would, you know, had a Fisher Price tape recorder. I would record my, my own episodes that I would come up with, or I would use the coloring books, which had, you know, brand new quote unquote stories in them, <laughs> and like record those. Um, but you know, it was, it's the same thing as you have now, except that I didn't have a, a cell phone and rich parents. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, but yeah, that kind of sparked the interest, which led to, you know, getting inspired and, 
and looking into it further later on, once the internet got uh, developed by Al Gore, um, they, uh, they started to compile information about the voice actors that were out there. And slowly people started learning who was behind the scenes because in the early, uh, in the eighties and seventies, they, they didn't put who did what voices. They just put the, the cast name in the credits and you just had to guess who did what. I mean, I assumed that Frank was not a girl's voice, but you never know. And uh, for a long time, we thought that the, an actor named Jack Angel was Optimus Prime because we hmm. we heard his, we we saw his name in the credits of uh, Dark Forces, the video game, one of the early LucasArts game. Uh, it was a very a Star Wars Doom style game. And uh, one of the the cutscenes had the, the the main bad guy, the, the main Tarkin type character from yeah. from the Empire. And it was Jack Angel's voice, but it sounded very Optimus Prime-y. And we was like, maybe that's the guy, maybe that's the guy. And we checked the credits, like Jack Angel. And for a long time, we thought that was <laughs> Optimus. But, you know, thankfully, the Internet eventually got things ironed out. And now there's tons of information. You can find out who pretty much who anybody is at any time. But back then it was a lot harder. But, you know, I found anything I could find on the Internet that that would be helpful. You know, how to create characters, how to, you know, just stuff with cool voices. I would listen and record it back. I had a little, a little handheld recorder when I was in college. Um, I did a lot of uh, improvisational stuff. Um, I was the sketch guy in college and school, um, even from when I was like four years old and up. Like, I think I did wow. my first thing in church. I was Bible boy or something for some promotional deal. And I came to knock off laziness's socks off or something like that. Cause I was like, oh, you're too lazy to go to church. I'll knock you block off. I was, I was, I was a little kid. And then uh, I just kind of, I kind of became the, go, the go-to guy for that kind of stuff. I worked in the uh, the puppet ministry, which gave me a chance to, they had a pretty, for a church that wasn't that big without a lot of money. I don't know where they got all these puppets or people made them or donated them. They had a decent selection. So I kind of had a good time just kind of coming up with characters. In fact, I probably would have loved to go on into, you know, working for, with the Jim Henson's company because I've yeah. seen the behind the scenes stuff. My friend, Paul Rugg, uh, he's the Earth to Ned uh, actor from the new Disney Plus series. Uh-huh. He's been doing stuff with them since uh, Puppet Up, which was an improv Muppets thing back when Muppets wasn't quite as big as it was it's probably been 10 15 years ago now but yeah. I, I was just like man that would be so much fun because i was really good at it not everybody can move the hands to the mouth movements and you know talk and speak at the same time and also operate a hand mm. you know but uh, yeah it was it was a pretty awesome experience and all this stuff was kind of training for what i would end up doing which is what i do now yeah. and also music theory and singing and a lot of that in school and church uh, even with school competitions i mean i got first place and um, I think as far as it went was state, was statewide, which is still, you know, a few million people. I got first place in, you know, solo in my category. Yeah. And also later on in acting, um, I would do uh, creative, uh, I forget what they called it. But anyways, you basically just memorize a uh, copy and they had different categories. You could either do drama or you could do comedy. I would always choose comedy because yeah. it's just easier to make people laugh than it is to, to try to make people cry. Because you, mm. like you're talking about a Christian school, people aren't really looking to be like, oh, the drama with the world's smallest violin playing a Mr. Crab in the background. <laughs> but it really is the world's smallest violin, you know. Um, <laughs> And then uh, at that point, it was just uh, something I did as a party trick to kind of, you know, warm people up to me. And, you know, I was like, oh, in my, my family, my, my wife's family, back when we were just dating, I knew that they were super into politics. So I would do Clinton or George Bush, uh, H, H, HW or, or W or just whoever they were currently talking about. And I'd do some voices and it was just kind of an icebreaker kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then when, after we got married, um, my wife was at home while I was at work and she made MySpace, which was a brand new thing at the time. And she figured out how to design a page for me. And she was so excited and a pop-up ad came up through it. 
because of the way that the site was designed, your, your, your interests are actually keywords for their search engine. Um, but because she put, she knew enough about that. I knew that I liked cartoons and voice actor and voice acting and stuff. So she'd put a lot of that in there and a pop-up ad for a national chain of, of uh, studios popped up that happened to have one location within 15 minutes driving distance from us right there wow. in Memphis, which Memphis is not Memphis, Tennessee is not known for anything other than blues and barbecue and, you know, crime. Um, so I didn't really know there was any voice actor related stuff there. So I went down there and did my thing. They were really impressed with me. Uh, my wife gave me the greatest piece of, in, of information because I never thought of it as a career before. Yeah. She's like, well, the worst they can do is say no. What do you got to lose? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, huh, that's actually kind of true. So yeah, what do I have to lose? Mm -hmm. So I mean, I can always say that I tried it if it didn't work out. Um, but that led to me doing a little bit part time. I still had a full time job at the time. I did a lot of heavy machine operation equipment stuff. And then um, the economy collapsed and my job was one of the jobs that got affected. So we were basically jobless with just some 401k money that I'd cashed out a sever small severance package that lasted us a month. That was it one month in the middle of a job market where my particular jobs that I was good at and certified for were just no longer existence. All the jobs had been taken because everybody that had seniority was like, I ain't going nowhere. And all the bottom half got dropped and we had nowhere to go. So I was, my wife goes, why don't you just try doing the audition thing full time? So I did. I just auditioned, 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 wow. fixed computers, got borrowed, begged and stole, just whatever I could to, <laughs> to survive for that first year was really, really rough. Um, and then uh, my, my first manager found me online. I started the YouTube channel in 2007 and I just put up voice stuff. Mainly it was Optimus Prime, Transformers, G.I. Joe kind of cartoon dubbing stuff at the, at the beginning. Yeah. And uh, that kind of led to me being like the internet Optimus Prime for a little while. And then, uh, but that boosted up my numbers enough. So when I did some movie trailer parody stuff, whatever, it, it got some decent views. And then the, mm. the legendary Don LaFontaine, who kind of came up with those phrases in a world, one man, uh, he passed away at a very young age. I think he was 53 mm. or 56. He had an odd, odd heart problem. And uh, my first manager just was looking around to see who else might be out there. And YouTube happens to be the second largest search engine on the internet next to wow. Google. Yeah. And he pulled me up within a few pages and he was like, wow, this guy's, he, he's, his term was raw. Like I hadn't had a lot of experience, which it was true. I'd only had like a year of professional experience and very little and no training. Um, so most of it, I was just learning. I was all on the job training from that point on. And he's like, I think you got a lot of talent, a lot of raw talent. And I think we could work with you. He sent me out some stuff to try and I'd booked three out of four of them. And from that point on, I really just mainly booked movie trailers, but I still did the audition thing with the other company until that company went, went out of business and they, they locked up that location and got rid of it. Um, yeah. at that point, I'd been a couple of years or about, about a year or so. And that's when honest trailers had found me on the, oddly enough through the same YouTube video <laughs> that my manager had found. And, uh, th and then they, by that time though, I had added all these trailers that I had booked. So my website looked kind of like an early Netflix. So all these thumbnails <laughs> of all these movies that I had found images of, and you could click on some of them and go to the YouTube trailers and like, Oh wow, you do this for a living. So that <laughs> led to the honest trailers gig because they thought it'd be cool to have a real movie trailer guy do their fake movie trailer thing. <laughs> and the, the, the clout and, and, you know, popularity of that series has obviously helped me book other things that yeah. I would not, it, it gave me opportunities I would not have otherwise gotten, or it would have taken me much longer to get those opportunities. But thankfully, because it's like, oh, you work on that thing. As soon as people find out other things that I do, all of a sudden their, their eyeballs pop out of their head. And like, holy crap, I had to thought, they all think you're a one trick pony because of yeah. the one thing that you're popular for. I'm yeah. sure they all thought that Luke Skywalker, or that Mark Hamill for a long time was only good to be a whiny space kid <laughs> until they realized that he's an amazing voice actor and actor period. So, you know, they, they, they just don't give us a chance. And then sometimes I'll run across a director um, like Adam Goldberg, guy who uh, created the book, the, the Goldberg series on ABC. Um, but he also helped make fanboys and a bunch of other really great stuff. 
Like we he started like, hey, I got an idea. And we had been introduced through Transformers Toys of all things, because he's a big <laughs> nerd like I am. And uh, and he was like, oh, wow, I had no idea you could do all this stuff. And I was like, See, that's all. That's what I'm missing. I'm missing that chance to get in front of the right people and show them what I'm able to do, because they all know me for that one thing. Hmm. So TikTok has kind of just opened up. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Up to the eyes of everybody to realize, because a lot of people have already been fans and don't even realize they were already fans, but they didn't put the two and two together to realize I was the same guy. Yeah. So I'm like, wait a minute, are you the guy that does this? <laughs> yes, I am. Just because that's one thing I do doesn't mean that's the only thing I do. And it doesn't mean that I talk like this all the time. And that's my voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I did see a YouTube video you did where you were doing epic voice guy as a character and still talking in that voice. That's kind of the whole shtick now. It's pretty, pretty much he's his own character because they with specifically with honest trailers, they have me 
kind of break the fourth wall a lot and go yeah. like, wait, what? This is, you know, so it's it's not just a standard trailer voice anymore. He's kind of became, apparently he's got kids. Apparently he's been divorced and they keep changing up his, his family stuff. And I'm like, you guys aren't really being very consistent with the guy's life here. But yeah, it's it really is just a character. And and, yeah. and I think it's so funny because nobody goes up. To, well, I'm sure there's a few people, but yeah. most most people don't go up to Mark Hamill and be like, hey, when you make it, can you make another Star Wars? You know, yeah. like, you don't go up to Kevin Conroy and talk about how what Batman he's going to make. Mm. Why would you go to the guy who voices this <laughs> series and ask him to make this version of this thing? Yeah. Or, hey, make the honest trailer for this thing. I don't have anything to do with that. I'm a voice actor. I'm not the producer, the publisher, the writer. Yeah. You know, take two seconds to look at those 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 characters, those symbols, the symbols underneath the, the caption, they're yeah. words that mean there's more than one person working on this video. Yeah, I guess it's just this kind of assumption that most people on YouTube do it themselves. It's a, it's an absolute assumption. It's it's because people yeah. are so fast paced. Mm -hmm. Somebody probably sent them a link to a thing and all they did was watch the video. They completely skipped over <laughs> looking at the text. Yeah. So they just assume voice, video, plus one plus one equals two it's all one guy doing everything yeah. if that was true i wouldn't have to kill myself working so much because i could be making all that internet money because yeah. those things get crazy views i'd be making a ton i get the they have brand paid sponsorship stuffs and everything oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i make enough to survive and keep and not fall into terrible debt and that's that's, <laughs> that's all i get are there any honest trailers that have been your favorites to work on yeah, there's been two that were my favorite favorites. Uh, Pacific Rim, only because it was such a fun, crazy, fun movie. Yeah. And they, the like, they, while they were riding it, they're like, I feel like we're forgetting something. It's like <laughs> you guys completely skipped how ridiculous it is. Because one of the, thing, the things you do in honest trailers is you look for the same thing to happen more than once in the film. Yeah. And if they do it over and over and over again, that's what you point out. Because <laughs> people, tend, people tend to be creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. And not once, not twice, but three different times out, out, of, out of the movie being over your head that there has to be two people and that are totally in sync in order to operate one of these giant robots <laughs> three different times it's one person by himself <laughs> <laughs> so they, and then they first of all they have to be related and then it's just two total strangers and they're like oh man how did we not notice that it is so <laughs> stupid that they make such it's it's a huge part of the movie was all talking about how the things worked yeah. and how it had to be two compatible people and they just completely forgot how much of how much time they <laughs> wasted talking about it and they didn't even stick to it themselves <laughs> and so yeah the fact that i don't normally write them and i got a little bit of i got a writer's credit for that one and the fact that that was you know my idea to bring that up i that kind of just made it and and it's just funny too that's like yeah. uh brass knuckles a doggy <laughs> yeah. uh and then the deadpool one because that was my first chance to work with the actual ryan reynolds which to this day people still so was that really ryan reynolds or was that you i was yeah. like of course it wasn't or was it <laughs> Yeah. No, it really was. It was Ryan Reynolds, but unfortunately he was in Europe at the time, so I did yeah. not get to meet him. But the fact that we got to work on something and he kind of legitimized our internet thing and made it more mainstream and more popular because they basically adapted it for the first film. Yeah. That was kind of the, that and Frozen were kind of the turning point. Cause I had been yeah. telling them all along when I first got on there, I was like, why aren't you guys doing games? <laughs> but many of them are very cinematic. You could easily point out, no, we know where they have the audience for that. And then all of a sudden they found one. It's like, Hey, guess what we're doing? We're doing games. I'm like, Oh, it's, it's like somebody told you that idea several months ago. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then the whole, I was like, you guys know, I do more than, than one genre of movie. And after a while, I think they just didn't realize, maybe it just took them a while to get used to me or just to yeah. kind of treat me as more than just a voice actor and actually listen to my brain. And I was so finally one day I was like, listen, check this out. Horror, action, family, drama. <laughs> and they're like, 
holy crap, we can do. I was like, thank you. Yes, you can do any movie, not just the action movies, because all they were doing were action films. Yeah. Every action movie, action, action, well, fantasy, you know, but all of them were that kind of, you know, coming this summer type voice. And I was like, mm. you, I know the Internet loves that consistency of keeping the voice the same. Yeah. But I feel like you have so much when I mean, we did Frozen, Frozen one. Yeah. And I did the family voice and it freaking <laughs> huge. It blew up so fast. Millions of views overnight. And I think it had six million or 10 million in a night. And that, that was like our first mainstream viral, huge viral hit that made yeah. it to the news. And everybody was like, you know, frozen uh, screen junkies points out all the problems with frozen, blah, blah, blah. I had I would go to Comic-Con and little kids would be like, you're the voice of Australia. I love the frozen one. You know, like we didn't even and little kids are the, the, the guys were forgetting that little kids were the main audience that they're trying to reach here because yeah. that's they're the ones that use the YouTubes and the TikToks. So like once we did that, we started doing a lot more animated stuff. And, you know, so it, it really did open the door and Disney stuff really in general. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just it's it's a it's a combination of their great writing, uh, me doing improvised skills, the editors doing an amazing job editing everything together. So it's it really is a team effort that just kind of culminates into something pretty awesome. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're doing it a really long time. So <laughs> but it, it, it took a little bit for the, that first that first probably few months because we only did about one a month i think at first it might have been not even been that many um but yeah it was uh yeah i think it was just one so yeah, yeah. i did one and i did inception and in, i did inception in november i think it was or december and then it was uh, lord of the rings was the very next or harry potter was the very next one yeah uh, no 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 we did lord of the rings hang on lord of the rings <laughs> then harry potter and then inception i got yeah. it um and the reason why it was kind of rocky at first because i thought they were trying to tr sort of rug pull people like trick them into thinking this was a real trailer on to find out that it's a fake trailer uh, so i was just trying to match whatever the real trailers were sounding like so with harry potter i mean i went with the standard harry potter voice coming from harry potter then that was the voice that they had on all the harry potter trailers a lot of fans were like really mad because like this is the voice isn't the same and they had actually put a little extra thing on it was like if you think this voice is weird check out the original harry potter trailer if you <laughs> forgot and they decided not, and I think that was probably why they were too scared to change the voice too much after that first time, because it happened very early on. But by mm -hmm. the time we did Inception, the, the third one that we'd done, it finally clicked for me. I was like, oh, I get it. I'm making fun of myself. I'm not trying to trick people into thinking this is a real trailer. I need to make this sound like a fake trailer. So yeah. I basically started doing a parody of my own trailer voice. So, and there's very subtle differences. I mean, it's the difference between in a world and mm. in a world. Because yeah. <laughs> one of them sounds a little less like a professional read and one of them sounds more professional. So we tried to, that, that was our biggest complaint on the very first one I did. It sounds too much like a real trailer. I'm like, I thought that was the point. Yeah. <laughs> and how long does it take to actually record the scripts for each one? Um, When we first started, there was a lot of, access or direction yeah. so uh it was a, but i was still pretty new at it too yeah. so uh it took about an hour to do one but uh yeah so between the honest game trailers and the honest trailers it took about two hours a day wow now i just kind of got it down to like a science and we can knock out a trick yeah. we can knock out both of them within 15 minutes to 30 minutes it just really depends on how long it is and how much but there's also pickups and there's also revisions and you know there's a lot of extra stuff yeah so yeah i mean to total from beginning to end it probably takes up at least an hour you know yeah. and do you get to do this at home or are you going somewhere oh yeah i've got a full home studio i hardly ever work outside the studio i've been telling them for i've been telling them since i started this business that you shouldn't have to live in la yeah. if you have good internet and you have a really nice professional box to record in but it took a pandemic for them to figure it out yeah absolutely and in terms of other projects what's the strangest thing that you've been asked to work on um well i this is a very 
how family friendly is your show? <laughs> uh, I'll try to keep it PG. Um, so I was working on this. Uh, this is not for kids. Now, uh, this is a show on Netflix called Sabora. And it's basically uh, uh, Sopranos, but in Italy. And they, I mean, there was somebody in there from Moana. There was a, one of the main characters from Voltron. It was a pretty decent cast we had there. And I normally don't get to record in person either. Mm. And the director is also a famous voice actor. And he comes in the room and he's making all these jokes. And he's like, hey, guys, you ready for the big ORGY tonight? And we're all like, ah, funny. We thought he was just doing a little icebreaker, you know, dark humor joke kind of things. Mm. And sure enough, the very first scene, and you have to understand, when you're dubbing for something, they put it on a big, giant screen for you to watch. Yeah. So you know what it sounds like and there's full completely uncensored like 30 people going to town mm. and we're all and he's like you guys thought i was joking didn't you <laughs> we're all like uh yeah he's like i figured this was the most awkward thing so we just get this out of the way first and then we listen he's like let's give it a listen through and i didn't hear a lick of english or a lick of any other language in that whole stuff. like why do we need to redub this they're just making noises you don't need to re-record this and then after we recorded it through he's like john why don't you take this rather rigorous fellow over here in the corner i was like i can't wait for that credit on my imdb so i can show my mommy yeah <laughs> that was the most weird thing i've ever had to do yeah and you have done some voices for toys as well right yeah that was one of my first early gigs was getting to do some voices for some stuff not just any toys either but star wars toys man how cool Ooh, is that yeah that's great and what's it like to do toy voices what's it like to play with myself <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I don't play with them. I just yeah. I have them up and, and displayed. I made the mistake of giving the Republic attack shuttle to my boys who I thought were responsible enough. There's nothing left, man. <laughs> it has severe battle damage. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, if we're interested in keeping up with you and all your voice work, where are we able to do that? I'm pretty easy to find. Just add a big voice guy on pretty much everything except for Facebook. Mm, nice. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the show today. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. The Toby Gribben Show!